Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. I'm really excited for this episode. Yes. Okay. All right. I totally relate, Patreon babes. We oh love you. You guys are the people that we love. <laughs> you are who we're doing this for. <laughs> it is life giving. Yes. Okay. So, a couple of things at the top. We just want to know did you guys love your book boxes? Did <gasps> you? Did you? Those were fun. They were fun, right? Like, Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had so much fun making them and getting them ready for you guys. Like mm-hmm. we wrote your names on the boxes on the front and we were like <laughs> looking at the flavors and the stuff we were tossing in and we're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. We hope that your cheeks went a little bit pink. Yes. Your heart got a little fluttery <laughs> and we cannot wait to gather and talk about this on yeah. November 20th. So <laughs> you guys got a free ticket to the live podcast recording. Sexy time, girls. Ooh, so juicy. <laughs> Dude, okay, we're going to feed you guys mm-hmm. some yummy food. Yep. And we're going to have an incredible conversation. So we'll see you guys on November 20th. Oh, another thing that we wanted to ask you guys was the journal prompts. How are you liking them? Do you use them? Do you look at them? How do you utilize them? You know, do you print them out? So we mostly just want a little bit of feedback with what we are giving you. Like as a Patreon member... Because obviously our goal is to build more Patreon users, right? And mm-hmm. so if we could, I don't know, send us a text or, you know, tell us in conversation the things that you like, or maybe you guys have some really good ideas that you've noticed other people doing, or we'd love to hear your ideas. We just want to take this Patreon experience and just up-level it and make it enticing uh, for anyone who might not be our best friends. Yes. <laughs> Shelby creates these journal prompts and I'm like so glad that she does that. I think they're so beautiful and it's an incredible tool to be able to just start asking yourself some questions, right? Like I think we've talked about this. We've heard feedback from other people like journaling can be intimidating because like what do you even say? What do you write? Like how how do you do journaling right? And while there is no right way to do it, it's just whatever comes Mm -hmm. like naturally for you having some prompts or some questions that you can kind of lean into with curiosity yes. can kind of start, you know, on that introspective journey about like, yeah, what yeah. do I think about this? Or how does this impact me? And so if you guys like them as a PDF form, you can like download and print it yourself. Do you like when you just get like a special prompt in the mail and you're like, oh, let me just fill this out really quick. Yes. Uh, we want to do, we want to make, well, we want to have resources that have been helpful for us and share them with as many people as possible. Journaling has been a big key for the mm-hmm. both of us. And so we want to be able to share that. Are there other resources that have been helpful for you guys? We can like also yes. add and incorporate because we just want to, you know, empowered women, empower women. <laughs> we just want to help everybody, you know, become more of themselves. Yes. So What do you guys think about the journal prompts? And are there other things that you feel like, oh, that would be really helpful? Yeah. Let us know. Another thing, too, that I do love about the journal prompts, you guys, is sometimes looking at a blank sheet of paper is Mm -hmm. so scary. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know where to start in my head. And it's usually in that moment that I forget 
any of the tips and tricks I've ever read on Instagram yeah. about journaling is yeah. when I'm sitting down to do the thing, right? The reason why I like these journal prompts and how I think the last couple of months we've done them where there's like a little, there's more than one question. There's like a big box, a kind of small box, a few affirmations. Um, and the reason why I like that is because it just gets the juices flowing. And yeah. who doesn't love to answer something on a cute paper? I feel like I'm going way back to my younger days. What were those magazines that we would always write in? Cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah. Did you ever like write in yeah. those? Okay, you want to know what? It's like the Lisa Frank lover in me. Oh. Like just a piece of paper that's like that you want to look at. Lisa Frank, yeah. stop. Yeah, but this is like, this is like the ITR, you yes. know, mode or like, I love it. Like the, our taste on that, but just like a beautiful piece of paper and like write down your thoughts. Your thoughts are also beautiful. I love that. So I cannot wait. You guys, oh, you sway for your random freebie. Ooh. Okay. You guys, it's October. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> are you scared? <laughs> okay. All right. October. We have been so excited for you. We've been trying to lean into this like spooky, mm -hmm. this spooky vibe, you guys. And so today we are talking about scarcity. We're going to lean all the way into it. <laughs> yes, Carissa. Because that shit is scary. It's been so scary. Scarcity mindset, y'all. Um, yeah, we've been kind of looking at fears and scarcity and it's been... It's been really fun to lean into it. I would really love, Krissa and I haven't been able to really connect much on this scarcity. And so yeah. I'm really interested to hear, yeah. you know, what happened for you. Yeah. I'm very excited to share uh, for me. So I'll just start by saying when I started journaling on this and started looking into it, it was really, really interesting because two opposing ideas mm -hmm. kept bumping up against each other in my, in my mind or in my thought process. And I was like, oh, that's funny that they they both can't be true because they're opposite. Sure. And so like it kind of like helped kind of break down the idea that like even operating from a scarcity mindset is ever a good thing. Right. Okay, let me give some details so that it makes more sense. So scarcity, like when I think about like scarcity mindset, I think that this is the idea that there's just not enough to go around. Mm. There's not enough to go around, you know, like whether that's resources, love, relationships, power, money, like whatever. Like there's yeah. just not enough to go around. And so I need to get as much as I can for myself mm -hmm. um, because someone's going without and I don't want it to be me or my family or, or whatever. Right. Right. Like that in my mind, like that's kind of how I see like scarcity mindset. Right. That perspective. And so... Uh, what's the, the first thought came up was like, okay, I'm not enough, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not funny enough, sexy enough, smart enough, clever enough, kind enough, or good enough. Sure. But then the other thought that, that, ha that often can like take control of my thought process would be that I'm too much. So there's oh. not enough love for me or there's not enough things for me because I'm too much I'm asking too much so like isn't that weird that like both think like my my brain can be taken over by both ideas either the fact that I'm not enough mm -hmm. or I'm too much yep 
yep. they're opposing. They couldn't both be true. So just like the idea of scarcity mindset in and of itself is like, it's like a false ideology to live by. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, you're blowing my mind because same. I feel like you just described me. Like really, I'm too much. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm asking, like, why can't I just be good, happy with what I have? Oh, like in the given ooh. scenario, yeah. right? So it's like, I should have my cup filled. Like this should be enough for me, or me feeling, yeah, like I'm not enough. And and I like how you said like there's not enough resources to go around. Like there's. Yeah, there's like I feel like you have to hoard yeah. the things that you have or know. It's interesting that you feel the same way because I'm like, really? It's <laughs> exactly how I feel too. <laughs> like I also was like at times I feel too much and yeah. that I'm asking for too much and I should just be and I've already obviously this is me repeating myself, but then like that other end of I'm never gonna get the thing that I like yeah. it's never going to be enough. Which is a terrible feeling. Yeah. Uh, it was icky to live in that and to try to yeah. – it felt very icky to look back and realize like, oh, man, what do I think scarcity is? And, you know, Carissa and I, we've been throwing this out since the beginning of October. Well, maybe even a little bit before. So I feel like this like idea of scarcity has kind of been, you know – it's been riding my wave the last couple of weeks and it's interesting. I would catch myself in this pattern of, I'm like, oh, I'm in scarcity yeah. like right now. Like yeah. I'm doing this, like, oh, I should, I should write about this. Like this would be good to sit down and realize. But like I too felt that same way where it just both feels false. It's yeah. like, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. This doesn't seem right. Yeah. Okay, so here's the other, this is, that, the book, um, What Happened to You, oh my gosh, 100%, like, it has helped me put, like, a new lens on to, like, view the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if we're operating from a space of scarcity, so if we're operating from a space that there's not enough to go around, mm-hmm. doesn't that kind of, like, automatically put us in survival mode? Oh, yeah. You're so, blowing my mind. So yes, it has to. people are, if our... Our society's natural mindset is operating from a space of scarcity. That puts, like, most of society in a space of survival mode. And what kinds of decisions when you do you make when you're in survival mode? You can turn to violence. Mm-hmm. Like, you're operating from, like, fear. Fear is, like, running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually disconnects you from other people. Mm-hmm. If you're operating from a space of there's not enough, so I got to get mine, you are actively pushing yourself away from other people, yes. which biologically we know that that's like the most detrimental thing we could do to mm-hmm. ourselves is isolate ourselves, right? And so, and and the reason why I feel like, oh, this is so insane is because it's such a natural way of thinking in our society, in our culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this American culture or is this like, is this... Or do other cultures experience this as well? I don't know, but I know mm-hmm. here in Utah, in America, like that idea of like operating from a space of scarcity is so prevalent. Like this, that's the basis. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the basis of like our societal mindset. Yes. You touched on something so big for me. So as I was sitting and thinking on, you know, scarcity, 
I feel like I naturally was thinking of abundance, like the scarcity and abundance. Like what is this like abundance mindset versus like a scarcity mindset? Yes. And I kept on like, ah, I don't know. Like I just kept on wanting to like shimmy it down further, just like shake loose some of the things because I was like, whenever I was thinking of abundance, I kept on thinking money. Mm-hmm. money or material item mm-hmm. or yeah like a shiny like I was thinking more like shiny and dazzling I guess yeah there are some shiny dazzling things that I really want like I I really want some of those things but there are also some shiny things that I'm not interested in yeah and so I, I was like oh man that, I don't know and so I was boiling it down and I feel like I got scarcity as in fear mm-hmm and abundance, joy. You broke it down in fear and joy. And I feel like you're either living your life in fear or you're living your life joyfully. And it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, because I feel, well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I did this um, breath work with um, someone who I admire so much. But I did, I did this breath work with Cafe Binge or Amy who... I love her. I am manifesting her coming onto this podcast because she has truly helped shift some things. We've talked about this before. If you haven't read um, You Are a Badass at Mm -hmm. Making Money by Jen Sincero, go ahead and read it Um, because I'd never – I do think that like scarcity does come in some forms of like monetary value. Yes. Oh yeah, um, because we live in a world of monetary yeah, value. We, we value that so much. We've placed as a society that. exactly. Mm-hmm. So we say things like, "I can't go to therapy because I can't afford it." Mm-hmm. And so in today's society, money gets in the way of a lot of people living abundantly. Um, okay. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Perfect. So I read this book, "You're a Badass at Making Money" by Jen Sincero. Pick it up. It's an amazing read. And then I'm following. My friend, Cafe Binge, on Instagram, she's, like, starting to put these things out. A couple of years ago, she's throwing around these words of scarcity and abundance. So this isn't my first time coming across these terms. I've been, like, delving in and trying to work through some of these things. I do this course by Amy, and she calls it Abundance Binge. I mean, she talks all things abundance, and it's like a – an X amount of courses and videos and we do these things and that really helped me. And so fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, Amy um, is doing like a nightly course, like a Zoom thing. She's like, bring your notebook. Uh, We're going to do some breath work, like whatever. So uh, she's talking about choosing to basically wake up in your power. And she's calling this a quantum leap. She's saying, Mm -hmm. you want to drop your bad beliefs. Let's take a quantum leap. Like you want to be your powerful self. So this is kind of how she's coined it. Super helpful. I'm super bought into her. So I'm doing this. We sit down, we have this conversation and she's talking about these mindsets and how we live our, our, our lives on these paths. And then we, after we have this conversation, we get down on the ground and we're doing this breath work. And she tells everyone on the Zoom call to angle the computer or whatever device they're calling in on so that she can see you laying on the floor. Mm. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little weird. Whatever. This feels important to me. I'm laying on the ground and I have a pillow under my head. I've got my yoga mat laid out. Amy says in the phone call, she doesn't say my name, but she says, 
if if you have a pillow underneath your head, move it, which felt like it was toward me because I had a pillow underneath yeah. my head. But it also just helped me feel seen. I'm like, oh, oh. like, yeah, like whatever. So I, I like move it or or whatnot. She's got us laying on our back and we're doing this feminine cooling breath. And we're literally going. So we're like basically working ourselves up into this ventilation or this hyperventilation essentially is like what we're doing. I think that we're doing this breath work for 20 minutes. We did this breath work for three hours. Okay. No idea. I'm talking total transformational. And so I'm on my back and she's saying these things. And I mean, you're, I I can't even describe to you what, what it's like, but Oh, I can't. Even, I'm wailing. I'm making the weirdest noises on the ground. And she's and she's like saying things like as we're going through. I don't know if you've ever participated in like a long breath work like that, but you start to get out of your body. You're like no longer in your body. You're you're going through and like, you know, as like the breathwork leader, you're journeying people through layers of their subconscious mind and the ideas of getting to like this higher belief or something. And so as we're working, you know, I'm starting to feel some pain in my body and you're kind of tuned in and, you know, Amy's leading this breath work. You can kind of hear her. It's very weird. It's like, it's, it's almost like you hear her through like the, uh, abyss or something. And she's saying, she's saying things like, I'm here with you. You are safe. Don't judge what comes up. Just allow. Let it let it go. Be here. You are the creator of your life. And like all of these like little words as I'm, you know, she said something along the lines before we started the breath work. She was like, you create the container. So create the space. Close the door. Don't let curious pets in. Tell spouses or loved ones that you're okay and prior to me starting this breathwork, I have no idea why she's saying things like this. And yeah. then in the middle of the breathwork, I'm like, oh, this uh, makes sense. Yeah. I'm way, I, I'm, I'm talking like a pterodactyl scream on my <laughs> office floor, which sounds wild. But so anyways, before you know it, my body is like pulsing. I feel magnetized and I feel myself shedding these beliefs. The point of me telling you this is that shifted something in me, which felt so great to be able to sit down today and talk about scarcity. This brings me to the point of that. I don't believe that scarcity and abundance comes down to monetary value. I think it comes to this energy. It's an energy in which we're living our lives and this fear or this joy. I think it's important that some of us have really deep pains and some of us come from really dark places. And I think that it's not just like, oh, you wake up and you choose joy. Like, I don't think that that's how it happens. I think that we have to we have to honor these dark and scary, lonely places. Yes. And you find yourself on the office floor screaming like a pterodactyl, bawling your eyes out. That's crazy. That that was insane. I felt like a crazy person. But I do know that when you're in these, when you've come from these dark things, like we have to honor those memories, but we have to realize that we can release them. We don't have to live with these heavy things, like these emotional, energetic yeah. things. Um, yeah. So I once heard a guru tell me that anxiety is just energy and energy is meant to move through you, not live in you. Mm. 
Okay, so something that I'm realizing is that breath work is a great tool to release this stagnant energy in which builds up in our daily life. Like you have that bad interaction. You have a, a parent yell at you or a teacher embarrass you or I always say insert blank. But yeah. seriously, like yeah. insert whatever scenario you feel is holding you back. Breathwork is this powerful tool to allow us to move that energy that is stuck and reading what happened to you. Uh, we realize that these memories and these traumas are stored in our body. Yeah. Um, and this power of breathwork leads us into abundance, which is available to you and I, no matter yeah. what background it is that you come from. When you choose to heal, which I know you and I recognize that this is hard stuff. This is not easy. It is not easy to like I said, be laying on your office floor screaming like a pterodactyl, like that does sound uncomfortable. Like, uh, like if I was yeah. even like if I was listening to it, that sounds so weird. And it is exhausting to always be like, did I do this right? Or what did I do wrong? Or like going back and analyzing these things. But I also know that it's exhausting waking up and putting energy into a job that you hate. Or I also yeah. know it's exhausting to hate yourself. And yeah. so like it's exhausting to constantly be hustling mm -hmm. to be good enough. Always. That's exhausting. And that's what scarcity is, right? Well, yep. in the ways that I'm breaking it down, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, that's like what it was. I just feel like it's these energies in which we're living our life. Yeah. And when you just pause for a moment mm -hmm. and you just look at yourself, you know, all of those things that may be holding you back, they're valid. Th those are those are real stories. Those are real memories. Those are uh, real emotions. But I've learned that when you just feel those emotions, when you just acknowledge them um, and and uh, release them, you create space for joy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I'm not here to preach like, oh, look at me. My life is so great. It's just abundant. It's like, no, it's um, it takes work. And I think that like releasing these toxic stories of scarcity is real. But something that is exciting is uh, we just have to create a window between fear and joy. And I think that that window is a choice. And yeah. that's what's great is that choice is free. That choice yeah. is yours. That choice is available to you and me. And I think that this cover-up of you have to have money or you have to have all of these other things, they're just stories. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. And you get the choice. And so no matter what consumerism or capitalism or, you know, whatever whatever stories you've been told, you get the choice. Um, and that's been so powerful to me, that power of choice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. I have not heard that story before. <laughs> You guys, I was listening with like my jaw dropped, like, oh my gosh, wow, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's You're like, welcome. that's like a, a sacred, like to yourself mm. a little experience. So thank you for. You're welcome. That's vulnerable to be like, oh yeah, and I did this weird thing, but hey, I feel better. <laughs> so well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But I think that's part of the thing that is hard for me is I'm like, you see these people and you're like, well, how do you do it? But like, it feels like these are secrets that are being kept with the success. Yeah. And I'm like, the secret is screaming like yeah. a freaking pterodactyl. Like the secret is not pretty. Like we see like the, the progression that's like expressed that's the on the, the outside. Episode. The secret is not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. For okay, real. Keep going. Because like the projection is like, okay, you see like what everyone is like consciously trying to like put out on the outside. Right. 
mm-hmm. um, which is like, oh, I invested $1,000 in this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I received this much back. And so now I'm like reinvesting $10,000. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the thing that we're mm-hmm. seeing is like this outward progression that like one step at a time gets more beautiful, gets more expensive, gets more desirable. Yep. yep. But the stuff that happens in between like making the investment the initial investment of a thousand dollars or whatever you give a little yeah right and that feels like a lot that's part of it but the other part of it is like the really not pretty stuff Mm -hmm. like sobbing like a freaking maniac in my therapist's office where like my face is red and boogers are coming out like that's not pretty that was so necessary to release the things that i'm holding on to right it's not pretty i'm not gonna post Mm -hmm. that on instagram are you kidding Mm -hmm. me Mm mm-mm you're wailing on the mm-hmm. office floor. Not pretty. Mm-mm. You're going to post that on Instagram? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. But it was necessary to release the energy that we're holding onto that keeps mm-hmm. us in that stuck, mm-hmm. that scared, that not enough, that scarcity mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. You said something else before we began recording, and I was like, whoa, Shelby, that's incredible. And and you'll, you'll probably have to uh, re-say it again, but mm-hmm. like the idea of, you know, that scarcity is I don't have enough things mm-hmm. versus the abundance mindset of I am um, enough as I am. Yes. And that's right. Like we were saying, well, I mean, you said it beautifully, just like I, I was thinking to myself, I was, you know, maybe unlayering or uncovering that like abundance is the ability to access joy now. Mm-hmm. I think it's abundance is the present moment. Maybe even I would be so bold to say where it's like the ability to be here and have enough right now. Yeah. You don't need to wait for that order or for the, you know, that next shipment of things or the next time you get paid, you're going to have, um, yeah. Because it never feels like enough. Yeah. It never it, yeah. feels like enough. And then usually those purchases feel stupid. For me, sometimes I think that like a new pair of shoes can solve my problem or or mm-hmm. something equivalent. Yeah. yeah. And then I go and I buy something. And when it's in that like, I just need to get something to make myself feel better. I never really love the product yeah. that I get. And it usually sits in my closet or, I, you know, something along yeah. the, those lines. But like my camera. Yeah. I just bought a $2,300 camera. Can we just all have our stomachs drop to the floor <laughs> over that price? And like being like, what do you mean? I have to buy something that's $2,300. Like that is so much. You guys, I love my camera. I probably use it every single day. Yeah. I love it so much. I have so much gratitude for it. Yeah. I literally say thank you to my camera all of the time. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It creates the most beautiful things. Oh, yes, and it does. Not Yeah, like not yeah. one time. Okay, that's not true. Maybe I have regretted it, Like, but only when I'm in scarcity of feeling like I don't have enough. Yes. How am I going to get that? I don't have – I can't get that because I just bought myself a camera. And it's like when you love something yeah. and you honor it and you bring joy, joy to it, you're just like – I'm going to take care of this thing. But when you're scarcely buying things because you feel like it's not enough, like you don't take care of it. Like when I was living in scarcity mindset and I'm working 15 freaking jobs and I'm going from point A to point B to hustle for the things that I have. Do you think I showed respect to my car? Do you think I loved Mm -hmm. my car that I was hustling for? Around town in, yeah. 
Yeah. Every time I needed to buy new wheels for my car, it was a freaking conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of like, this is like what it takes to maintain something that I love. It takes yeah. a new set of wheels every X amount of time or whatever. Yeah. I think why this is really tricky is because our entire society is drenched in this idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, whether it's something we're seeing on Instagram or Facebook or whether mm-hmm. it's like all of the ads on TV or in the magazines, like everything is like what you need is right here. You can purchase it for nine ninety nine yep. seven times a year <laughs> or whatever that is, right? Right. Um, so that having enough things com- like in can in contrast to I I have all that I need. Everything mm. that's in front of me right now is what I need for whatever the next step is, mm-hmm. you know? But like, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's the same. It's maybe that like appreciation or that gratitude goes along with the situation in order to find that joy, right? Well, doesn't it have yeah. to? Like, yes. how can you, um, let's just take the toilet paper outage. Oh my gosh, right? okay, yep. Okay, that was like a mass scarcity. It yeah. Is, so do you think that it was like joyful, like, I, no. I feel like those people were not acting in joy. They were going to take out of fear and mm-hmm. like feeling that they don't have enough. And mm-hmm. then once again, predicated on top of a false idea because we did like toilet paper had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> like, you, it wasn't even like it was like a massive rush of diarrhea or something like that's not even what COVID was. But like why? Once again, predicated on a false idea, but the idea of hoarding and I will get what's mine. Right. You know, the people that went and took all those mass amounts of rolls of toilet paper. Do you feel like they were, like, grateful, appreciative? Like, I just don't feel like that's, like, a – when you're engaging that type of energy, whether you're winning or losing, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You can't be creating more time for joy and appreciation or gratitude when you're worried that there's not enough or that you're not enough. Yeah. Yeah. A few reminders. We are not perfect at this. Mm-mm. Even though I experience moments of clarity, mm-hmm. it's not long lasting. And I do operate from a space of scarcity, um, you know, a couple times a day, every week. Like it's mm-hmm. happening, right? And so this is not like, yes. hey, we have this figured out. You should do what we're doing. But I, one of the things that's been helpful for me is that um, creating awareness mm-hmm. because then it gives me the opportunity to actually be able to identify instead of being stuck in that space it's like oh i this feeling's coming up again mm-hmm. oh yeah that's fear fear is telling me i'm not enough there won't be enough so like that oh, like creating moments of awareness throughout my day has been one of the things that's been helpful Absolutely. for me and i love what you shared shelby like that idea of like feeling the feelings honoring them and allowing them to move through you or allowing mm-hmm. the opportunity to let go. Allowing yeah. yourself to let go, which also feels scary. So scary. That's so scary. But yeah, like maybe those are like some good, like if you feel like, if you recognize that you yourself operate from a space of scarcity, those have been a few things that have helped us. Is just awareness and then finding ways to let go or move things 
allowing energy to move through us. I guess maybe that's like another message. Like, hey, if you're like, if you're on your journey or going through your experiences and you feel like, wow, this looks not as pretty as everybody else's expression of this, or like, am I doing this wrong? Like, this is getting harder before it's get, getting easier. Am I doing it wrong? Yeah. Like, I guess I just want to like validate that and be like, it does get harder before it gets easier. Yeah. And it's not pretty. So if you're if you're on your journey and trying to shed that idea of scarcity mindset, yeah, it's okay if it's super not pretty on the along the mm-hmm. way. I am living proof because as I've started to do the, to do this work, going to therapy, feeling my emotions, choosing awareness, meditating, uh, doing all of these things, which have been hard, they have been difficult. I have slipped, I have fallen, I've been bloodied and bruised, yet. Today, I am much happier. I mm. am much more joyful, and I am much easier to be around. I I don't think you are alone in feeling like you've spent so much time trying to convince the world that something didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I myself feel that exact same way, and I know right. we're not alone in that. And so, if we're always trying to convince the world of something other than what is the truth, mm-hmm. I mean what would be the power that we could have if we could just own the truth right and move forward right i would literally love to ask our listeners um on a daily basis how much time do you consciously create space for joy for laughter for love for positive like Mm -hmm. consciously like Mm -hmm. saying like i just wonder yeah yeah oh my gosh you guys let us know mm-hmm. okay well we just went on a wild ride wild so keep your hands inside at all times <laughs> <laughs> but honestly yeah like we said scarcity mindset is drenched in our culture and we hope that you guys found some value in this and we'd yeah. love to hear from you like how is this how has scarcity mindset impacted you? Mm. What kinds of things do you do? Because you feel like there's just not enough to go around. Yeah. We love you guys. So much love. Okay. We will see you for sure in person on November 20th. And uh, we'll talk to you guys before then. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. <laughs>